Uh, and like everything went to lockdown. All my camera gear got stolen. Um, I was in Costa Rica and all that got stolen. You know, came back, pandemic hit, went into lockdown. I didn't hear anything from my insurance company for a few months. So A, I didn't have any gear, so I wasn't able to shoot anything. And then B, all my contracts got canceled. All my work got postponed or or canceled. And so I kind of went to this place of like, whoa, like my whole life, my whole everything just like flipped upside down in a heartbeat. Welcome back to the Will Now What podcast. I'm your host, Savannah. If you're new here, this podcast is for Gen Zs, millennials, unsure what they want to do post-grad or with their career. So it's the Well Now What question. What am I supposed to do? Originally, it was very geared towards career, but I've kind of just shifted it to just like those Well Now What moments in life. So I interview people from completely different backgrounds, musicians, sex therapists, intimacy coordinators, professional athletes, creatives, anything that you can think of. Today's guest is Taylor Burke, and I really enjoyed speaking with him and getting more into the nitty-gritty of his story and where he got to where he's at today. And he's actually the creator of an online workshop and course for landscape photography. So it's the ultimate playbook for creative composition and outdoor photography. He breaks it down. And if you've seen his Instagram page, he's an amazing photographer. So you're learning from the best of the best. And you can get 35% off if you use the code OCANADATMB. That's O-H-C-A-N-A-D-A-T-M-B. I'll have it in the show notes and you can find his course at taylorbrick.com. Let's get straight into the interview. I'm joined by the talented Taylor Berg. Taylor is a professional photographer and accomplished outdoorsman who specializes in adventure travel work with a focus on landscapes and activity-based lifestyle imagery. Um, you know, he's grown a following of nearly over 400,000 followers. He's worked with brands, advertising agencies, and tourism boards all over the world. I found his Instagram a long time ago from a friend of mine's. And I loved his approach to the natural feel of his images. They felt super authentic. And I felt like there was a story told by them. And of course, he's Canadian. So I'm biased and I love, you know, the West Coast lifestyle. But um, Taylor, I'm so excited to learn from you. Um, I know a lot of my close circle um, really admires your photography. So I'm just excited to get into your story and how, you know, any advice you have for any creatives out there. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the little intro and everything. That was great. Um... Yeah, excited to chat. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, so I read that you're from Edmonton and that you were originally a plumber. That's, that's crazy. (laughs) So can you kind of talk about how that all happened and how did you kind of transition or where did you find your passion of wanting to be creative and capturing moments? Totally. Um, So yeah, born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta, grew up, you know, in the city. I wasn't really into the outdoors or anything like that. My family wasn't very outdoorsy. Growing up, I kind of worked a little bit of everything. Uh, my dad had a concrete company and did construction. My stepdad had an HVAC and plumbing company. And so I kind of grew up in the trades. Uh, anytime my dad needed a hand, I was, you know, kind of forced labor to help him out, tying rebar and stuff like that. Um, so I kind of grew up in that. But during high school, you know, I, I worked in retail. I worked in restaurants. I worked in car dealerships. Like I kind of like did a little bit of everything to see what I liked the most. After high school, I decided I wanted to go travel. So I kind of saved up, um, you know, working plumbing for my stepdad, doing that kind of stuff in the trades, and then did a year of travel. And that's when I got into the outdoors and, and uh, 
wanted to basically kind of like change my life. Like went from being the city city boy to discovering the outdoors and, and backpacking and that kind of lifestyle. So when I came back, uh, I was like, okay, well, I need to save up again. I need some more money. Um, so I went back into plumbing and I kind of specialized more in HVAC, refrigeration mechanic, you know, heating and cooling. Uh, I was not passionate about that at all. It wasn't work I really enjoyed. I, I do enjoy building things. So that was a lot of fun to kind of have a project and see it come together. But it was one of the higher paying trades. So I was like, well, if I'm going to do something I don't like, at least I want to do something I can make some good money at that will allow me to travel. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. So you realized that wasn't your passion and like what mm-hmm. was kind of, how did you kind of come to terms with that? And how did you realize that I need to do something that I'm, you know, more passionate about? And how did you find photography? Well, when you're in Edmonton and it's minus 40 and you need to figure out why there's no heat and you're freezing your ass off on top <laughs> of a building, you kind of realize that, you know, I was, it's like, this isn't for me. This isn't what I want to be doing. I really enjoy the creative side of things. And when I, when I found photography, that's when I knew I was like, this is what I want to be doing. This is something I love in companies, in companies, you know, the outdoors travel and being creative and taking photos and capturing these places and, and hopefully inspiring others to, to want to get out and, and see the natural world for themselves. So it wasn't until I kind of discovered that, that I realized everything else wasn't what I wanted to be doing. Right, right. Um, and yeah, and you were on the Instagram platform quite early on. So when maybe the Instagram, like the algorithm was a lot more favorable to. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't an algorithm really. It was just kind yeah. of. Like, yeah. So how did yeah. it live. Yeah. So it just kind of, you started posting a lot of your photos were shot on iPhone and how to, how did you kind of grow all of a sudden? Totally. Um. So it wasn't until I downloaded Instagram, which was in, I don't know, like 2011, 2012, somewhere around there that I realized I enjoyed taking photos. So it wasn't until I had a place to share photos, which was Instagram, that I realized I enjoyed taking photos. So that kind of fostered my photography career was Instagram. So I would just post photos on there. When I came back, I was to Australia. Then I went, you know, saved up and went to New Zealand. And that's when I downloaded Instagram. And that's when I really got into to backpacking and, and long distance treks and stuff like that. I had all these, you know, pretty crap photos from, uh, <laughs> from my travels. They were taken on an iPod Touch. Uh, when they had the cameras on them and so I started sharing photos on there and then I came back to Canada with this new love for the outdoors and and taking photos and I was like well I have the Rockies at my back door you know it's only a four-hour drive and so when I was working in the trades as soon as Friday five o'clock you know hit I would be driving to Banff or Jasper or somewhere out there and and hiking and taking photos and I would just constantly be posting those and at that time you know a lot different than now there weren't that many photos of the Rockies of Banff and Jasper and all that kind of stuff on Instagram. So it, it created a lot of draw from people all over the world who were now using Instagram to see more of the Canadian Rockies. So I would just kind of be posting a lot of that and it, it did really well on that platform. And, and uh, I was also really into the community side of it. So like when I, my hobbies and passions shifted towards photography and outdoors, I now need to make new friends that also had those same interests. So I met a lot of people through Instagram by these like little Insta meets that were really popular back in the day. You know, it's like, okay, let's, anyone's welcome. We're going to meet here and we're just going to get together and take photos. Some of those people from, I don't know how many years ago that was like eight, at least eight years ago, I still hang out with today, which is really cool. Um, so I've met a lot of people through there and yeah, it just kind of grew through there. And I started networking and meeting a lot of people who were, doing really well with it. Um, one of those people was Alex Stroll. 
who's a photographer, he was working on a tourism project with Maurice and his girlfriend, Andrea, and they were coming through Edmonton. This was at a time where I was realizing that you could get paid to take photos and like share on Instagram and stuff like that. When they were coming through Edmonton, I'd like hit them up and I was like, hey, you know, happy to show you around and 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 kind of show you all the best spots. And through a couple of days of hanging out with them, I learned so much about that side of like how to monetize it. And from there, I just like started, you know, pouring a lot more energy into it and, and posting more regularly. And back then it was like, if you post like after a lot of trial and errors, like you start to understand your audience and like when they're the most active. So it was just like a lot of figuring all that out. It's like, okay, every day at 9 p.m., this is the best results and, and learning how to grow it and how to work with your audience and how to, how to, you know, build a community. That was kind of how it was. And back then Instagram was doing suggested users. And at that time they kind of reached out and were like, Hey, we really love what you're doing, how you're engaging with the community. We're going to make you a suggested user. So what that means is when you download that for the first time, it's like, you're not following anybody. Here are some people we suggest. And I was at right. the top of that list for two weeks. My audience just like, went from, you know, a couple thousand to 25,000. Oh my gosh. How did that feel initially when you first saw that? Did you also have any kind of like imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome, just being like, why are these people following me? Or were you pretty confident? In no, I was so time? stoked. I was so yeah. happy. Like I was, because I was at that time of, I just wanted to do this. Like this yes. was my passion. Like I want to, to grow it and do it. And mm -hmm. so all my time and energy was invested in that. And I look back on it now and I definitely like, I didn't even think about imposter syndrome. Like I bought my first camera, which was like a rebel T3i. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm a photographer. Like, mm -hmm. like I'm a photographer now. Like that's who I am. And I embodied that. And like I made shirts and like had logos and stuff. I was like, yep, I'm a photographer. This is what I do. And I think that kind of confidence and that mindset that early on just like really helped me into like crafting the foundation of, of kind of where I am today. It's funny looking back on that because like my photos from my perception now were, were yes. shit. Like, there were nothing <laughs> that was like too exciting or over the top, but I would just so ingrained of like, this is what I'm going to do. Yes. Yeah. And so it never felt like work. It never felt like anything I was doing towards that was just something I love to do. And I was just like happy and eager to learn and just being a sponge and absorbing and, and figuring it all out. So it just kind of came through that mindset of like networking, meeting people and, and kind of growing through Instagram. It was just such a different app than it is today. Now it's like a, I don't know, like a marketing machine, you know, like ads all over the place. It's monetized like crazy and it doesn't have that same sense of community. And back in the day when like just kind of give you a sense of things, like I had to pitch brands on why they should be using Instagram. Like this was like early on, like you should be, you know, investing in Instagram and like paying photographers to shoot for you and, and promote your stuff. And like, I don't know, you know, not too sure about this Instagram thing. I don't know, like we're traditional um and now it's like every brand has instagram every brand like has a marketing plan for instagram so it's changed a lot and it's been interesting and now with like reels and tiktok and you have to you can either you know be stubborn about these things and get left in the dust or you can learn to work with how things yeah. are, are changing and I know it's kind of a long-winded answer no no question, no but, that was no that was perfect yeah so how um, do you yeah how do you feel about it now does your work feel like work um and how well, like how's your relationship with instagram and having that big of a community because i know for me instagram kind of feels overwhelming at times because there's so many different 
like, like you said, there's reels. Now there's like TikTok and you're kind of, there's a lot of learning to do with social media now. So how do you feel about your work and your passion and like social media? Hi, it's me. Just popping and saying, if you like this episode, please subscribe, leave a review. I would love that. And follow me on Instagram at wellnowwhatpodcast and let me know what you thought about the episode. Yeah, it's it's changed a lot. Um, I'm still trying to kind of figure it out. Like I said, how things are now, it's just like a marketing machine. Like I don't yes. feel like it still has that community side and, and it still is there and you can mm-hmm. do that. I think maybe it's just my mindset has kind of changed on it a lot of like, Mm-hmm. I've been doing that and using this as a tool and, and kind of as a ways of making money for almost 10 years now and just seeing so much change and, and all this kind of stuff and stress from it. Um, you know, you constantly have to be putting out, you know, a grade content and stuff like that of to maintain an audience and like brands wanting to work with you and all these kind of things. And, and it takes a lot out of you, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're always kind of burning out and if you're not managing it properly, and it uh, eats away at you. So uh, <clears throat> my business, I guess, pre-pandemic, like each year we're just getting better and better and better and better and like growing so much and and uh, doing really well. And then 2019 was like my best year ever. I was, you know, shifting more off of Instagram to try and do more commercial work, getting brand, you know, doing brand deals and ambassadorships. And so like 2019, it was like incredible, such a great year, super excited for 2020 and like kind of keep growing that yes and then uh two weeks before the pen or two three weeks before the pandemic hit uh, and like everything went to lockdown all my camera gear got stolen um oh, no. i was in costa rica and yeah it's a long story um but all that got stolen and then you know came back pandemic hit went into lockdown i didn't hear anything from my insurance company for a few months so a i didn't have any gear so i wasn't able to shoot anything and then b um, all my contracts got canceled, all my work got postponed or, can- or canceled. And so I kind of went to this place of like, whoa, like my whole life, my whole everything just like flipped upside down in a heartbeat. So I wasn't feeling inspired to go shoot because I wasn't able to go anywhere. I wasn't able to do anything. And I didn't even have any gear to go do it anyway. So it was just kind of this weird state where I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to embrace this because everyone's in the same position. It's not just me, you know, like everyone's kind of at the standstill and not sure what's going on. So I'm going to enjoy just being home and not having to worry about going to shoot or having to worry about posting or have to do about this. I'm just going to embrace this time and just kind of work on enjoying where I'm at. And uh, I was recently moved to the Sunshine Coast at that point. Yeah, it was just kind of this, I was living alone in, in Langdale. It was like a really isolated area. And so I just had a lot of time just with myself and it was a good kind of time to really work on myself and focus on myself. And I also can't sit still. And me too. <laughs> um, it was also a good lesson of learning that don't put all your eggs in one basket. So I was like, I want to start a new company. I want to do something else. I want to, I want to transition a little bit. Long story short, me and my friend came up with an idea to create an app. We have no background in that, no expertise in that. <laughs> we're just like, we were, we're doing like, let's make a hat company. And then somehow became like a tech company. So we created this app called pack up which is an outdoor organization and packing tool Um, so basically it's shifted a lot over the last that was like april 2020 so almost two years now Mm -hmm. but basically what it is is we have like a trip generator so you create an account you plug in where you're going say you're going surfing in tofino for the week or something like that or going mountaineering in the rockies plug in all your information that we have 
categories of like what activity you're doing, where you're staying there, how you're getting there, all that kind of stuff. Plug it all in and it gives you a detailed packing list that you can customize and eventually we'll have shared. So you can add somebody to your trip. You can, you know, assign things so I can say, okay, you're bringing the tent. I'll bring the stove. And then says, okay, Savannah's bringing the tent. Taylor's bringing the stove. And it's just a way that people can stay prepared and safe, especially people that are new to different sports to like have everything ready available of like what you need. Like here's like the 10 essentials. Here's the things you must have. Like here's the safety gear. And this came at a point in time, especially with, with the pandemic hitting a lot more people getting outside. There was more search and rescue calls than ever. There was more people getting outside than ever. So we just wanted to create something where people can like have a space to go to, to make sure they have everything they need and that they're prepared and hopefully help combat those sort of things. So. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Are you still, are you still working on that full time now or what is that? What is that? What does the app look like now? So we're all doing it part-time. There's a a few of us now, you know, we're not making money. We're all just kind of spending our money. We're all doing it, um, bootstrapping it, but yeah, it was my friend, Mac. Um, he has like the business background, right? I kind of have like the, the marketing background and, you know, have this audience that we can help kind of uh, promote this too and I think would be quite interested in it because it's kind of com- combining those passions again of like outdoors and adventure and, and that kind of space so we originally we did a lot of testing so we had the idea we built a, a mock landing page mm-hmm. like basically saying we have this all ready to go be the first to know and so built a nice landing page just using unbounce like it was super simple to use and then we just put it to a handful of Facebook groups, like outdoor groups, like, hey, you know, we have this idea. What are your thoughts? Like, would you be interested in using this? And we had nearly a thousand people sign up in the first week. And oh. we're like, whoa, okay. Like, this is just off a couple of Facebook groups, you know, like yeah. people, this is something people are interested in. So we started interviewing those people that signed up like, hey, do you mind if we you know, jump on a quick Zoom call? We'd love to pick your brain, ask why you signed up and what you're interested in. And mm-hmm. and in one of those calls, uh, we met this guy named Tony who... It's like really interested in the outdoors and he's a senior designer and um, builds apps for a living. Um, so he's like, if you guys ever want a hand, like hit me up, you know, happy to help out where I can. And long story short, he became a co-founder. So there's the three of oh, us wow. and wow. Uh, he's built out this amazing application that is free to use. Um, we're not in the app store or anything like that. It's right now it's a progressive web app. So you okay. can save it to your phone as an app but it's all done online. And uh, yeah, we got a few other people that are kind of just passionate about the outdoors and, and love the idea. They're just helping out with their spare time to kind of help develop it because mm-hmm. there's a lot of features that we still want to implement and there's a lot of growth that's yet to be done. And right now the biggest things are just time and money um, and we're all just doing it on the side. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a fun endeavor and kind of goes back to like that time in the pandemic where I want to, diversify a bit more and uh, not have to rely just on photography but photography is still my main my main thing and just trying to balance so right now it's just kind of balancing it all and that sounds like yeah there's a lot there's a lot going on for you and what does this is kind of more like a, a deeper question but what does success look like for you whether that's in photography or connecting with other people a community this app like what for you where you feel kind of like the most fulfilled totally um it's not, not a money thing. Mm-hmm. It's more of like a, like where I feel fulfilled in something like where maybe like my photograph my photographs are referenced for different projects or like people mm-hmm. are coming to me because of what they like to see. And like just being successful in that field means photography field to me means me like being, yeah, just someone who 
whose work is admired or like people want it in their homes or uh, brands want to work together, just like successful, just in the realm of, yeah, being a go-to person to look for, for, you know, images from the outdoors and adventures and Mm -hmm. that kind of realm. And hopefully when I first started, you know, I set my goals of Instagram. When I first downloaded, I was like, okay, I was like against social media. I didn't want to use social media, but I was like, I'm going to download Instagram, but my goals are to, for anyone who's paying attention to it, following whatever, anything I put out will hopefully aim to inspire people to get outdoors and like want to learn more and, and kind of follow that. It was based off that, that, that mindset that I had where I was going from being a city kind of boy partying and clubbing over weekend to now that's like the place I avoid and I'd rather be, you know, camping or hiking and stuff like that. So it was just kind of hoping that, you know, my friends or anyone else would want to like, they would see these photos and like, holy shit, like, where is that? This is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I want to go experience this for myself and like kind of, yeah, hopefully inspire change and like people wanting to connect more with the natural world. So, so yeah, that to me, if, if that, that's happening, then that's kind of like a, a success for me, mm-hmm. but um, obviously bills need to be paid and stuff like that. So hopefully being able to do it full time and getting paid to do what I love, like that's success. Yes. Incredible. So you're, you're doing like a mix of, you know, client work and then your own page doing ambassadorships and sponsorships. So is there any of those projects that, you know, that you really love doing versus the ones that you're not really a fan of? It's a mix. And like, I'm kind of all over the place. All the, like, like it's here and there. And mm-hmm. I love working with a team mm-hmm. and like, I love working on projects where I can collaborate with different people and come together. Um, but I also like the freedom of, you know, like the social media work and like the ambassadorships where it's like, you do what you want to do, what works for you, what works for your audience, whatever, like, here's what we're after, but you do it in your own way. Whereas commercial work, it's usually like, this is what we want. Can you make this happen? Um, so I kind of like the balance of mm-hmm. being able to do what I want, but also shoot for clients and do what they need. Um, yeah, I don't know. Right now I've been kind of in a bit of a lull and, uh, I got to work on two documentaries last year and kind of help out on the stills end of things. And I really enjoyed that. And I want to do more of that, more storytelling, more, you know, deeper meaning kind of work. So right now I'm just trying to figure out kind of taking a step back and like looking at it from that same perspective of when I got into it, like what, what's my goal? Like, what do I want to achieve with this? And I'm kind of all over the place right now. And so I need to step back and and define that a bit more and, I think that's going to look like maybe like a short little zine or a book and like focus on one thing or one topic or one area and like try to craft a story of through photographs of whatever that is. So it's kind of what I'm working on now and just, yeah, I, I need, I, I really feel energized by being around other people and other creatives and stuff like that. So living on the coast, I had that, but it was also kind of isolating. Mm-hmm. Now moving to Victoria, I'm like diving into the the community there and mm-hmm. meeting people, but been kind of turned into a bit of a homebody from the yes. pandemic like yeah I was never home I was away more than I was home and then I went to being home more than away and so now I've kind of become a bit more of that got really comfortable being at home and like crafting and creating a space that I was really comfortable in mm-hmm. so now I'm transitioning trying to get back into that pushing myself up my comfort zone more totally and yeah so yeah. that's kind of what I'm working on now 
Yeah. Yeah. And I assume a lot of people come to you for, you know, advice, either like young photographers, creatives. And I saw that you launched a workshop, a course kind of thing. And I saw the preview. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, so how was kind of, how was that process for you launching that workshop? Um, thank you. Yeah. It was something I've been wanting to do for a long time, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it until I felt like I was in a place where I was confident enough to, to be able to give really good information, like it really like stuff that will really help people. I had an opportunity come up uh, this past year where I wanted to do more of that teaching. And I felt like I was in a place where I could, you know, help people benefit. And so basically I just put together something that I wish I had when I was starting out, like a a beginner guide to landscape photography, Mm -hmm. Um, everything from getting started and gear and equipment to the mindset to those who are, looking into turning into a full-time thing and like how to transition that to work and, and editing. And so it's kind of like a, a good hub to go to for anyone that's just interested in photography, whether you're looking to do it as amateur, you want to do it full-time or just, you just enjoy taking photos and you want to mm-hmm. be able to get some better photos of your hike, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's been fun. I really enjoy, I kind of discovered that I really enjoy teaching and helping people and, I also did uh, launch my first like big uh, multi-day uh, in-person workshop okay. in, in the Great Bear Rainforest with yes. uh, Seawolf Adventures. And it was just such a rewarding experience being out there with a group of photographers and people just eager to learn and get out. And mm-hmm. so kind of bouncing and feeding off of each other, that was a really cool and rewarding process. And so looking to do a lot more workshops now. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And time. Yeah, I was hoping to end the episode with a few rapid fire questions, but before we get into that, yeah, do you have any kind of just general advice for early photographers, creatives wanting to get in it, especially that there's, it looks like on Instagram, especially there's a lot of photographers now. So how do they kind of stand out? Just any advice in general? Um, A few key things. Don't focus on numbers. Don't get distracted by like numbers and followers and all that. Just do Mm -hmm. you do what you're passionate about. If you start to follow trends and do all these kind of things, you're going to get lost and wrapped up. Do what speaks to you and people will find that. People will get drawn to that. So don't focus on numbers. Um, just do your thing. Shoot. Just know that your style is going to change. Things are going to change. Like um, when I first got started, in it, I shot like every type of genre of photography to find out what really spoke to me and what I enjoyed doing the most. Because mm-hmm. if you're doing something that you love and you're passionate about, it's not going to feel as much like work because you're just so invested in it. So just know that things are going to change. So just don't feel like you have to stick to one thing and just practice and network, meet as many people as you can, listen to as many resources as you can, like podcasts, YouTube videos, do any of that. Just, yeah, practice, 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 shoot, 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 talk, 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 you know, like just <laughs> network and meet uh, and just get out and just start doing. Um, Cause it's easy to like get caught up in like the readings and the learnings and all that. Just, just do it. Don't be afraid to just start now today. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay, let's get into the rapid fire questions. Um, okay, first one. What's your most memorable travel experience? Um, I was in Jordan in the Middle East, and uh, me and a friend were in this canyon, and we were climbing up it a little bit mm-hmm. just to kind of get a different perspective. And he reached around a blind corner and ended up ripping open a European hornet's nest. Like oh a, my God. Not, and like it was like this black cloud that came out we like freaked out because we're just getting like like attacked oh and my so gosh we're like falling down this cliff and like we're like trying to like keep each other from like dying basically mm-hmm. um 
and like jump into the river and like we're like trying to like running like just trying to escape it Mm -hmm. and uh we finally kind of like calm down things settle down a little bit and we're like they like bite into you and then sting you and so (sighs) we're like literally like pulling them off of us like out of our pockets out of our shorts yes um i think i got stung like 20 something times he got stung like 40 something times um he was like starting to black out and we didn't know you know allergies or anything like that and so had like these welts like all over our body and we ended up having to go to this hospital and get some shots and mm-hmm. it was just this dodgy little hospital in the middle of nowhere and mm-hmm. you know like it was just such a like, kind of surreal travel experience that having That's to crazy. go through so many emotions at once and yeah. like, not sure what's happening like are we gonna die are yes, we okay yes. um are these things poisonous like just not knowing anything to yeah being you know like excited like kind of getting some new angles and climbing the slow cliff to ending up in the hospital and oh my gosh um, you're never gonna forget that memory i, I you probably no. can picture you know they're, them coming at you <laughs> that's totally. terrifying yeah it all happened so fast and like was yeah. so confused at first of, like what was happening right um yeah and we were there on a, like, a tourism project and he actually got a call he was really bad like he because he got it like twice as bad as me and um like was like blacking out and stuff and mm-hmm. uh, he actually got a call from the um ministry of tourism like from the main guy like apologized and everything like that right um yeah it was it was pretty surreal so is it not maybe not the highlight travel moment but like a travel moment yes yeah i can i can see why um what's the what's your favorite project that you worked on off the top of my head um i don't know i think there's a few but one i guess uh patagonia um Mm -hmm. My girlfriend and I volunteered for a PhD candidate from UBC on doing like some climate and work down in Northern Patagonia um, where we were like coring tree samples and just, it wasn't anything to do with photography, but um, I kind of, kind of encapsulated like it, it all worked together because we spent three months down there, one month doing the work and then two months traveling and spending so much time learning about the forest kind of like helped us connect to that area and spending so much time in this it was like the top of this refugio, this bar, and we're like in this bunk bed, like tiny room where you could, it was maybe like six foot wide um, with two other people and uh, and just no internet, went like a month without any internet, um, just in this beautiful area at the base of Cerro Tronador. And um, so feeling like we really got to know the place and then like spend time like capturing it and like, you know, kind of mm-hmm. telling that story through photos and stuff like that. That was, that was a really cool project. Very cool. Um, is there a project where you didn't like the end result? Um, a lot. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> like, there's times where it's just maybe, like, for example, like if I'm shooting for a client, there might be mm-hmm. photos I'm like so stoked on, so happy with, mm-hmm. and I give them a gallery and they don't like, like, they don't pick those ones. Yes. And then they end up using the ones I like, least like from right. a personal standpoint yes. for like their campaign. And so, like, oh, like I would have been so happy to share that, but I don't want to share that because I'm embarrassed by that photo. Like, yeah. there's so many better ones. And, um, so there's times like that where it's like they're happy, but it's not mm-hmm. something I was gonna like. It's it was a picture like a different outcome that I pictured. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is something most people don't know about you, especially having a presence on social media? What do yeah? What do most people don't know about you? Um, well, was, we actually were playing this game the other day, and it was one of the questions was it was like uh, what's the game? We're not we're not really, we're not strangers, really strangers. Yeah, yeah. Yes. we're playing that. Yeah. And, and one of the questions is like, do you, do you feel like your Instagram represents you? Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like it really portrays my personality too right. much. Like it, it is kind of like a serious kind of thing like that. And so I don't know. I think people probably 
feel like I'm a pretty serious guy or <laughs> don't want to too, show too much. But yeah, it's probably nice to keep your life a little private, though. I assume yeah. having that many followers, I assume that you'll want to keep like part of it, you know, to your part of it. Yeah, friends. for yeah. sure. I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't really like talking about myself too much. I know it's important mm-hmm. though. Like that's something I learned too with like mm-hmm. uh, freelancing or marketing or owning a business. Like you have to be your hype man. Like you right. have to or hype woman. Like you have to be talking about yourself and. Mm-hmm. selling yourself and like ultimately you want to be at the top of potential clients minds right like you always have to be kind of putting out your best stuff and like sharing like this is what i'm doing this what i'm working on and mm-hmm. so that's another thing too is like you have to you don't have to but it helps you know like you you want to you kind of want to boost yourself up and it, and it helps to yourself too like to focus on what you've done and there's a lot of times like where i'm feeling like oh, i haven't done much lately or i'm not like too mm-hmm. stoked on anything i've been up to and i started writing uh I don't know. I don't have like a set time, but like a newsletter, like maybe okay. every two months or yes. quarterly and just kind of wrapping up, like, here's what I've been up to and, and writing it all out and seeing it all together. It's like, Oh, wow. Like, I've done a lot. Done a lot. And like, <laughs> yeah. wow, this is amazing. Like I'm really proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so like writing and journaling and doing that kind of stuff has helped a lot. Amazing. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. What is the, what, like, what's the more, like the biggest compliment that you usually hear? That can be about career, you know, your personal, anything, just in general. What do you hear the most in terms of compliments? That I give myself or from others? From others, from others. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Beautiful photos. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I get down on my photography a lot. Like there's been some times, especially during the pandemic, of like, why am I doing this? Like a lot of comparison. And so yes. I, I do, you know, a lot of people are really stoked on my work and my mm-hmm. photography and and that's something I really love to hear and I'm really stoked every time I hear that because I get in my head a lot and um, yeah I think a lot of creatives do it's when you're seeing especially on Instagram within you know a few scrolls you're seeing like incredible images from around the world from so many different people and you're like well like how do I keep up with this and yes like, exactly yeah what, like how do, but it's it's ultimate like, comparison is obviously the ultimate like evil and mm-hmm. um, it's hard not to do it's easy to say not to mm-hmm. do it but don't do it <laughs> like just yeah. know like there's healthy comparisons like there's ways that you can learn and like mm-hmm. I know um with photography like I kind of picked like who are my favorite photographers and what do I love about them and what can I take from that and put into my own way you know like how can I do my own spin on that so there's healthy comparisons like that but yeah don't don't get down on yourself just do you you know mm-hmm. there's there's only one you so focus on that Exactly. Um, where is your kind of safe haven? What's your one? Like you've done a lot of traveling, you've been outdoors. What's that one spot that comes to mind where you're, you know, you feel most like at peace and happiest? Well, <laughs> pre-pandemic, it would have just been like on top of a mountain somewhere, but mm-hmm. lately it's been home. Like I just, it's weird how it shifted into like not wanting to ever be home to right. now I'm just really happy to like, I just have my, my space at home and mm-hmm. it's cozy and it's, a place that we've made you know my girlfriend and I, like we've like made a home and um so that's somewhere that you know I feel like I can recharge and come back to and and feel like you know I put my head down and, and focus and rest um on the road as well like it's kind of contrasting that like I like the balance of being at home but also just on the road with no plan and that's kind of like I'm in Vancouver this week mm-hmm. helping a friend on a project as well as just no no plan like just see where the week takes me and mm-hmm. try and focus on shooting and networking and just go with the flow mm-hmm. okay and last question who are the three most influential people in your life <sighs> um probably my girlfriend Haley. like yeah 
big time over the past few years for sure my parents you know they've always been there to help and support and always kind of look to them um i don't know that's a good one that's yeah that's something i think i need to think a bit more about mm-hmm. um it's, it's a tough one it's not necessarily yeah. the three most important or you yeah. know people that you're closest to but there's a lot of people that influence you but maybe that's in the totally. photography creative space um people that influence you there yeah um yeah. I, I feel like jeremy kresky for sure photography like i really loved how he's captured the west coast and bc and like kind of that same realm of work in the same realm of like tourism and outdoor adventure and and landscapes um and i've yeah really loved his style and what he's done and that's been a big influence on me um so yeah yeah amazing amazing. well thank you so much for sharing your story and where can everyone find you where can they find the app when it's available on the store and kind of your workshop kind of plug everything so where totally um you can find almost everything on my website taylorburke.com i have all the little links you know instagram tiktok facebook twitter Mm -hmm. whatever um packup.com uh sorry getpackup.com is where you can find the app um that's our instagram as well get packup instagram taylor michael burke um you could just google just google me Mm-hmm. on everything you want there yeah, maybe too yeah. much <laughs> um and then the workshops and stuff that's all on my website as well amazing well thank you so much taylor i really appreciated learning from you yeah no thank you for having me on it's awesome it's great to talk with you and connect and that was taylor burke if you're interested in learning more about him or getting into landscape photography make sure to check out his course and use the discount code to get 35 percent off it's o canada tmb thanks so much for listening and i'll see you next week